This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Wow, episode number 24, live here from the pub in Denton. This portion of the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast is sponsored by the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevens Villa, 112 Lock Canoe Circle, in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. Mark Potter here. Mike Bradley's off this week, tending to the baby, but we have got a special show. This will be our final show for the holiday break, and what better way than to get James McCormick, Colin Joseph, and Jody Ward together for a, uh, well, minus the fire, a fireside chat of sorts to talk about their their careers together and it goes all the way back to college. And uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you having us. Thanks for having us, Mark. You got to turn your mic back on there, uh, Colin. Push the button on the bottom. He was beating on the table so much, Jody. That <laughs> Is this thing on? Yeah. It's on. <laughs> there, on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we'll go ahead and put a disclaimer. This podcast will be out of control. There's no doubt about it. But uh, – so let's start. Uh, Coach James McCormick, uh, they, they, these guys have coached at North Carolina High School for many, many years. Uh, recently, uh, Colin Joseph and Jody Ward announced that they're stepping down as coaches decided to retire. Uh, James McCormick hasn't decided that yet. And uh, here we are, Coach. Ha- have you made that decision yet? No, no decision yet. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to get into January and uh... – Start thinking about things once we get away from the season for a while, and then uh, we'll figure it out. So the the running thought was that you three, while you didn't come in together, two of two of the three came in together. You know, Jody came a little late when he got tired of losing over at Easton, and uh, so you know they he came over to the winning side, uh, and you know so. But the thought all along was that the the three of you would go out together, but. You've just managed to hold on for a little bit longer. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I'm going to go when I'm ready to go, and uh, yeah, I got to make sure it's the right time. And you know, it could be this year, it could be five years from now. Who knows? Uh, you know, we'll make that decision sometime January, February, and go from there. And Colin, what? I mean, you've been coaching with James for 20 plus years. What went into your decision? Well, you sort of get tired of working with his stubborn ass. If we're going to yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, you I knew mean, you were in for this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know how many medals I have for sticking around as long as I have? Yeah. You know, I got a chest full of medals. Um. I mean, you can only be Paul Revere's horse for so long. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, Mark, you know, we uh, last fall not having football kind of opened my eyes a little bit that um, people do normal stuff during the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to the beach, they have vacations, they hang out with their wife, they enjoy life a little bit, and uh, it's just time to do that. I'm yeah. going to hang out with my wife and, you know, be a normal person and be a better husband and a better dad, I guess. I hope. It, because it's not, it's not just Friday nights. I mean, there's so many hours that people don't realize that go into it. I mean, when I first started coaching with you guys, you guys, I thought you all were nuts because you did the high school, and then you left, and you went and did the Pop Warner, and... So, I mean, plus you were teaching during the day. Well, you know what I'm looking forward to the most is Sunday. Oh. I don't think people know how much time we have to sacrifice on a Sunday, breaking down tape and, 
you know, we still make cards the old school way. We don't use huddle and that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's already nice to have Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nice. Yeah. You can watch regular pro football without any extra stuff. You know, my wife and I, if we want to go, you know, hang out with our friends, we can. There's no, you know, no roadblocks. Yeah, absolutely. Jody, what, what about you? What went into your decision? You know, like, well, <laughs> there's no way you can take James on alone. <laughs> he gives in the peer pressure. I just said, I just said it would be best if we both went, and he jumped the, right on board. For the record, I think it was first. <laughs> um, lie. The situation's a little bit different in that I don't think Tracy is as excited about me being done as I am. I don't know what that says about whether she likes football a lot or uh, just likes me being out of the house. One uh, or the other, but she's yeah. getting ready to find out. Yeah, she's not. Uh, like I said, she's not as excited about me being done as I am. Um, now, same as what CJ said, just can't wait to see what's out there, uh, what life's like without it. Might might be a huge mistake. We'll find out next fall Well, I mean, and you, this summer. You have a spot. You did tell me earlier this year that when Griffith decided if he was going back to the sidelines that uh, you'd be happy to step in and be our uh, color commentator. Yeah, just body talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Coach, I mean, they've stepped away. What, I mean, they, you guys have been together so long. And, I mean, listen, I mean. Spring Avenue, baby. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, look, a lot of people don't know that this is actually their second retirement. Oh, really? <laughs> no. Yes, Doesn't yes. count. <laughs> they, they actually retired after the 04-05 season a long time ago. And then I think Jody lasted about three days and came back. I think Colin was about two months and came back. So, you know, I'm used to it. You know, they, they, they walk out and they come back. They I would like to call back. him a liar, Mark, but it's true. <laughs> it is true. You know, uh, we had a big talk at the Joseph house. I set my boys down and uh, I don't think Cassie was even born yet. And I tried to explain to them that we weren't going to go to the stadium anymore because we didn't have to. And we were going to have a, a normal family life. And they started crying. <laughs> and so I looked at my wife and I was like, what, what, you know, and she's like, yeah, I guess you're going back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had kids and all three of you had kids come through the program. And, and is that why you stuck with it so long? And because the, we thought that you were going to step away when they all graduated, but you all stayed. And, you know, you guys, you know, Jody and Colin, you guys decided to step away uh, now. But your kids have been involved in high school football and Pop Warner football that you coach for years. It's more like that dude from Full Metal Jacket who said, I got no place else to go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Officer and a Gentleman, but he gets kind of confused. He gets kind of confused. But look, you know, he's had a lot of head blows, so we got to kind of correct him every now and then. <laughs> We all started coaching before we had kids, uh, something that we loved. Um, you know, obviously when, when the kids were, were coming through uh, and we knew the kids were going to be coming through the program, it gave us a little more motivation to make sure things were right and locked in. And uh, But, you know, that's not why we coached. You know, it's uh, um, we like being around the kids. We like being in the locker room. You know, it's, it's fun. Um, we like the Friday nights, the competitive angle of it. You know, when you, you get to our age, you really can't go out and compete like you used to. Um, so... You know, the chess game on Friday nights and the energy and, the, you know, getting that adrenaline going a little bit is, uh, is probably a big reason why most of the guys do it. I also – they all sort of become your kids. I mean, you, you get these kids when they're 13 or 14 coming in, and it, it, it's hard to leave because you're, you're – Well, hell, you know, then we grab a group you when they're in second, third grade, and, yeah. you, you know, you walk them through the whole thing. And, man, it's, it's, it's once in, never out 
We'll, yeah. we'll continue with that thought. Hold that thought. We'll continue. We're, ha- we're talking with James McCormick, Colin Joseph, and Jody Ward, the three Amigos from North Carolina. We'll continue their conversation with them next right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. The instant offer event is going on strong at the Preston Automotive Group. If you want an instant offer for your vehicle, we'll give one to you on the spot. Or if you send us the VIN number and vehicle mileage, we can give you an instant offer and come pick up the vehicle from you with no purchase necessary. Get a check in just minutes and get an instant offer from any of our Preston Automotive Group locations for your best deal on your trade or just selling your vehicle. Preston Automotive Group is the way to go during the instant offer event. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast brought to you by Midshore Exteriors, handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore. Every detail matters, so let the Master Elite GF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More info at midshoreexteriors.com. Mark Potter here, Mike Bradley off dealing with the baby. We've got James McCormick, Colin Joseph, and Jody Ward with us. And, you know, you were talking, guys, just before the break about getting these kids when they were Pop Warner back when they were younger and, you know, second, third grade, and then just kind of sticking with them. And then, Colin, you made a comment about how these kids, they become your own. And it, it is a, it, that's why you coach, I guess, you know, really get down to it. That's why you coach. There's some kids that don't have a father figure that come along through the program, and those are the kids that you impact. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, we have, you know, we have a lot of guys on staff who we coached. I mean, it, it, you know, I think sometimes teams overplay the family thing. I mean, we don't put it on shirts or, you know, parade it around a lot. But, I mean, we've been here a long time. We have a tradition. We have a family. You know, sometimes we call it the Ridge family, you know, because we're all, you know, we've been around long enough that these guys, you know, we have guys who have sent their, their sons to us. So, you know, that's a, probably the most loyal thing someone can do. If, you know, they played for you and they're willing to send their kid to you. That's a, that's a big deal. That's when you can tell you're old, when you're starting to coach kids <laughs> and, their, and their kids as they come along. I'm still 22 in my head. <laughs> <laughs> With a new knee. <laughs> two if yeah, two. Just, you know, New knee, a couple new legs. <laughs> but will you, miss, will you miss that? I mean, because, you know, for somebody like myself that, I mean, I've coached, gosh, I coached in North Carolina you know, whether it was softball, baseball, football, and, and girls' basketball. And coached 12 years in girls' basketball, and I've stepped away from it. And just being around and going to these games now because of Shore Sports MD, I'm missing, I realize I miss coaching girls' basketball. Why, I don't know, but I do. <laughs> but, I mean, are you afraid you're going to miss that? How are you going to replace that? I'm 100% afraid. I don't know how I'm going to replace it. We're going to see. And uh, like I said, I've got Tracy's blessing to keep coaching, coach next year, you know, whatever, get get out of the game, um, get back in it. So it's just a matter of uh, let's wait and see what happens. I just want to test the waters. Are, are you going to be a Griffith? Are you going to step away for a year or two and then show back up on the side? McCormick's decides hey, you know to step down, and then all of a sudden Jody says, ha, I go be the head coach and run it I my guess way it's, now. Uh, like Griffith, I'm going to wait and see how much talent's available before I get back in. <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, Collier? I mean, are, are you are you afraid you're going to miss it? I uh, I'm not really. I I, I think it's um, it's just time. You know, like some couple people have asked me, and I'm like, you know, this is the first time I've kind of been tired. 
like your your passion just kind of rolls and rolls and rolls and you know we take our uh our five weeks off between the end of the season and strength and condition starting up and then you gear back up again and you get in that mindset and you you, you know you just keep keep on grinding you know i don't know if people really understand the uh I'm going to call it the maniacal commitment that we've had to have to take this from where it was to where it is. And, you know, that kind of passion and intensity, you can only sustain it for so long. And, and you know, I'll still, you know, the great thing about living in town is you see your guys. You run into them when you go to Bullocks. You run into them if you're here at the pub. You, you see them at school. You know, so I don't, I don't think it, it's going to be a missed thing. I mean, obviously, Friday night's, they won't have that level of intensity, but be like, what um, the hell am I going to do tonight? I don't know. After a good night at the boat club, <laughs> things can get intense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we'll have to see how it goes. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to just the opportunity to to breathe a little bit and and, and slow down. Coach, he Same. he talked about the the time and the commitment, the the five weeks off in between the end of the season and, and BFS. You know, explain for people. What a year! Because high school, high school football, the season starts beginning, you know, right at the beginning of August and runs through the end of November. If you're lucky enough, the first weekend of, of December. But explain to folks what goes on from that first week or the second weekend of December all the way to the beginning of August, and what's involved for a coach and his assistants. Yeah, so it's, you know, a lot of people think, you know, you show up in August and you're done November, you know, and it's that's the season. And, uh, you know, the, le- the legitimate thing is it's a year-round thing. Um, you know, our season starts in January. We get the kids in our weightlifting, you know, uh, groups in our class and we, uh, we start banging away and we start developing that, that blue-collar grind mentality, the, the work ethic, the commitment. Now, there's a lot of things that go into that um, other than just getting in the weight room and working. You know, it's, uh, you know, building the team. Uh, teammanship and all that kind of stuff. It's monitoring grades. Uh, it's recruiting in the spring. You know, we got a lot of college coaches that will come in in the spring, stop by school, especially when we're doing our lifting class so they can see our guys move and, you know, introduce themselves and talk to them and find out what kind of kids they are. Uh, and that goes really right on up through the spring. Uh, you know, we're, we're working on spring grades and all that kind of stuff, getting college visits kind of prepared for our, some of the guys that are getting to that point. Uh, then you get to the summer. And in the summertime, we say, hey, you know, we worked hard all spring. Uh, we need to keep lifting over the summer. And, you know, we have weight room uh, three nights a week. And what we do is we do it morning and night. And the kids can choose. They can either come in the morning or they can come in the night. Um, you know, a lot of kids have jobs. We want them to have jobs. So we got to, you know, make it available to them. If we want them to be there, it's got to be available. But if you're a coach, you know, you got to be there morning and night. And right. uh, with our assistant coaches, what we try to do is in the summertime, everybody's there in, in the, the weightlifting in the, in the spring. Uh, we do it with the high school guys during the day, and uh, we bring the middle school kids over after school, whenever coaches in there with them. And then in the summertime, we say, okay, every coach has to pick a week that's your week. you got to cover it morning and night for the entire week. Uh, other than that, if you're in town, we expect you to be there for at least one of those sessions. Uh, if you're on vacation, have fun, be on vacation. But we want you to you know, your, your, the expectation is you're around. That's for coaches and players. And that goes all summer, really, right on up till camp starts. Camp starts in August, you, and then the season, and you got a million things going on, and, you know, go through the playoffs. Playoffs usually, you know, you know, it's been right around Thanksgiving for us every year that, you know, we're kind of just finishing up, and you got the end-of-the-year banquet or, uh, you know, collecting equipment, doing all that kind of stuff. And then in December, 
uh, the coaches start coming around recruiting again. You know, we had uh, two coaches in the building today recruiting. We're going to have one or two in, coming in tomorrow. I'm sure I'll get a couple more phone calls. So then, you know, hey, Coach Ward, can you know, I got a coach coming in. I got class. Can you get this guy? Can you go get so-and-so? Can you help out? You know, and we're, we're constantly running around getting our kids set up. So it's, it's a year-round commitment. We get about five weeks that and, we're not doing stuff. And the other thing that you didn't even mention, you mentioned collecting equipment. <laughs> but then you got to turn around and you got to get the, the helmets recertified. The shoulder pads got to be checked out. Things got to be cleaned. And you're doing all that. Oh, and let's not forget about the spirit packs. And, oh, let's not forget about all the uniforms as well when it comes time for those to be ordered. Oh, and, and by the way, we don't get paid for any of that. You're right. We get paid from August 11th through the, uh, through the end of the regular season. We don't get a playoff bonus. Actually, we get penalized for being in the playoffs because they hold our paycheck until our until season's, until the season's re- right. done, which is ridiculous. <laughs> right. Uh, look, you know, and one of the things, you know, Colin talked about being tired. You know, look, one of the things coaching in Caroline County for as long as we have, it's, it's not easy. Right. Yeah, you know, there were a lot of years in the early years especially that we had to bang our heads against the wall working, you know, people working against us, at, you know, at the board level, at the administrative level to allow us to do the things that we need to be successful. And we finally got, you know, got a little bit of help, a little bit of support. You know, Brian Spearing was, uh, really helped us out. Mike Smith has been great to us. You know, principal now, Matt Spiker has been great to us. You know, we've had the last three or four principals that have come through have been really, really good helping us out. But in the early years, it was tough. You know, we were fighting to build a program, to get people to allow us to build a program. And, you know, we didn't have people knocking – knocking the door down to help us. You know, it was tough. So, uh, you know, people just don't I, – I think the average person really doesn't grasp the amount of time and effort uh, that it takes off-season to build a program. Then in-season, Colin was talking about, look, I start breaking down film on Thursday for next week's opponent. Right, right. Thursday, Friday. Hey, by the time we get the film on Saturday morning, I've already broken down whatever films we got on these guys. I pretty much know what they're going to do. I'm just making sure with this week's film. Then Sunday, it's game planning, you know, getting everything right, working the practice schedules out. What are we going to have get in? How are we going to get it in? What are we going to do? Um, and then that, that cranks right in. And then, you know, we get the game plan set. We start working. You know, by Thursday, pregame, you know, everything's ready to go. So we start on the next week. And, right. uh, and that just keeps rolling. And it's, it's tiring. It, it really is. During the season – how many hours would you guys estimate that, that you put in? <laughs> I knew they'd get a chuckle. But how many hours, not, not teaching, not teaching your classes, how many hours would you say you spend on football-related items for the team? Um, God, you know, if I had to lowball it, I would say 30. Maybe that's a low ball estimate. Might right. be, it might be higher. It might be closer to 40. Because probably 16 hours of that is watching film. Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, yeah. we're watching film. Because I knew as JV, I was spending at least 12 to 14 hours of just watching film. Yeah, it's, it's watching film. It's, it's meeting. Even if they're 20-minute meetings, hey, what do you think about this? Let's talk about this. What right. are we going to do with this? we got these formations we need to adjust to. How are we going to do it? And you got to have all that set before Monday's practice. Because when you sit down with the kids on Monday, Here's the game plan. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. There's no, you know, let's, so that they can focus and just, you know, everything's got to be ready. Right. So you got to have all that work done ahead of time. You can't wait until Monday. Oh, we're playing so-and-so this week. Let's figure out what we're doing. It, do, it just doesn't work that way if you want to be successful. So that, about 120 hours a month minimum. 
and, and you do that for four months. And, oh, by the way, the head coach probably makes somewhere in the area of about twenty four, twenty five hundred bucks. So at the end of the day, you sure the hell didn't coach for the money. No, no, and unfortunately, <laughs> assistants make a, a fraction less. Yeah, right. they, they, don't, they don't even make a third of that, you know, right. and that's, uh, you know, it's, it's disgraceful is what it is. Um, but, you know, that's not why we do it. So. Right. Whereas you go to Queen Anne's County, they're making – uh, a little bit more money. Worcester County, they're making a lot more money down there. It's also a little more fun to beat those high money guys. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. you know, we, we However, like, I would like Jake's deal where they got me a house and a boat and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I could live with that. Look, when we first started years ago, so Colin, Colin and I have been together 27 years. Uh, Jody, Jody was with us uh, after we finally got him over from Easton when – he jumped on board when we, yeah, when we were winning, so he does have a little bit of mad in him. Actually, when did this train start rolling here? About 05? <laughs> yep, about 05. When, yeah, 05. when did I get here? 04, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Talent jumper. Talent jumper. Talent jumper. Jody, Jody saw the town. He came over. But we, look, when we first started, uh, we had a list of guys. Bobby Knox at Decatur, Doug mm-hmm. Fleetwood, Usselton, uh, Tony Giddens at Parkside. There was a, b- a bunch of really good. Leonard. Leonard, at old, good, good old coaches mm-hmm. um, that have been around and, and, and really done a good job. And we were young bucks. We we're trying to get started. We we're trying to figure it out. And we were taking butt whoopings every week. And we we're like, look, this is where we need to get. This is how we got to get there. And we'd work for it. And one by one, we checked every name off the list. Except one. Except one. Doug Fleetwood got away from us because sucker left early and went to Sal- he went to Salisbury before we could get him. And I, I told I've told Doug that about two or three times. You you're the only one that got away because you snuck out on us. Everybody else we were able to check off the list. That uh, but you know it was it was a credit to those old school coaches that uh, you know those guys did it right and they ran good programs and they were fundamentally solid. And, and as young guys we we used to look up and say hey that's where we need to get and we need to work hard to get there. We'll continue this conversation. James McCormick, Colin Joseph, and Jody Ward. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports Broadcast is brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. More info at forallseasonsinc.org. We are uh, taking a, a tour, I guess you could say, of sorts with the, the three amigos from North Carolina. James McCormick staying on board. He has not yet announced whether he will stay or go, but uh, Colin Joseph and Jody Ward have already uh, kissed uh, the, the organization goodbye and moving on into uh, their futures. And we already know Colin's going to spend more time with his wife and well, Jody's wife is going to spend less time with him and let him maybe go be our color commentator on Overtime Live when we begin our 14th season uh, in September. Hey, do you have a beep button? A beep button. <laughs> or some sort of delay because you might need that. No, you know, I, I thought we would need one with Griffith, but but we didn't. And yeah, uh, I don't think they're, they're not the same beast. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you really know hey, what you're drag, doing. Drag this on for another half hour. Give, give us a couple more beverages. You'll need one. <laughs> That's the nice thing about a podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not on the air. Oh, oh, really? All right. Yeah, tell us. <laughs> Just remember who's listening. Green light. We're green lighted now. That's right. We are green lighted. But listen, uh, let's let's stop where we are right now talking about high school football, where we are. And I want to go back to college. You three were college teammates at Salisbury University. Yeah. Yeah. And lived together. 
I just can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, I can't I mean, <laughs> as a former coach in the program with the, with the JV team, the stories I heard, which cannot be shared on, on this you, you, You've only heard some of it. Yeah. <laughs> you've First got the all, censored version. Yeah. 915 Spring Avenue was a very astute, mature place where we studied hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was something. How we survived college and actually graduated, I have no idea. I think James and I got in a legit fist fight over 92 Madden. <laughs> I, I could see that happening with the competitiveness. We're very laid-back people. We're not very competitive. I can't tell you on the air what calls that fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I can because if I remember correctly, something ended up on your shoulder. My ear. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I couldn't take. <laughs> it was warm. Hey, no, no, seriously, though, look, we met in college, the three of us. Um, we were all – Kyle and I were freshmen together. Jody transferred in from uh, UNC. There he is again, North transferring. Carolina, UNC, <laughs> He's a talent jumper. He's a talent jumper. I tell you, can't trust that guy. So we're in uh, – we all – actually, all – Three of us started on the offensive side. I was a quarterback. Yeah. Colin, yep. Colin was recruited as a tight end, best 10 seconds of his life. Man, I tell you. Until they threw him a football. I said, no. I spent the whole summer catching balls. They, they knew I was too tough to be a tight end. They had to put me in the middle so I didn't hurt anybody. And, so you were a center? Yes, sir. Okay. And, yep. and Jody was a linebacker, or a fullback, started off as we're, – we're just kind of hanging out during camp. You know, back then, those days of camp were like 15 days of triple sessions – you didn't get a break on Sunday. Like, it was just brutal. Real and, football. Oh, yeah, God. It was in. We should probably rewind to when Jody showed up on campus. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. So, Jody shows up on campus. In a limo? No, no. He's got a mullet. A straight 80s mullet. Now, mind you, this is 1990. Feathered. feathered. Straight feathered 80s mullet. He has on Daisy Duke shorts. And when I say Daisy Duke, so these things were cut up so high, I think there was some ass cheek hanging out. It's full of crap. If you Google hayseed. He had on socks with the stripes on them that were pulled up to his knees. And he had a Greensboro uh, Little League T-shirt on that probably fitting last when he was in third grade. Mark, these guys it were was straight medium. peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> Look, he shows up. I look good. He shows up. It was a Jay White. Jay White yeah. started giving him a hard time. By lunchtime, Jody's head was shaved. <laughs> he was, the mullet was gone. He had changed his outfit. It was it was great. But uh, and where did you come from? What college? Um, North Carolina Wesleyan. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Jody went there on a baseball scholarship yeah. <laughs> early on uh, did, and then decided to transfer to Salisbury to hang out with us, I guess. But it was the, the, the neat thing was Jody and I were hanging out one day in the lounge in between practices, and uh, we got to talking a little bit. We didn't know each other. And uh, my dad coached in North Carolina back in the 70s right. and coached his brother, David. Mm-hmm. And we, never, we didn't even, like the two of us, I'm sure, hung out on the sidelines on Friday nights for, you know, varsity football games back in the 70s Just or whatever. had no idea. And we didn't know until we started talking. And then, you know, became friends and, you know, got a, you know moved off campus, got a house together and all that kind of stuff. And, and Colin, was, uh, Colin was right there with us. You know, he, was, you know, he came in from Cape St. Clair. and Watched Colin meet his wife at a, uh, at a, a softball, softball game. game. Yeah, we, we played softball. for OB City. By the way, oh. and uh, the o offensive o line team, obesity, yeah. <laughs> obesity. <laughs> that was the obesity. Ob yeah, we, we we had a good time. That was that was fun. Uh, maybe a little bit too much fun freshman year. <laughs> but, uh, Wouldn't trade those times for anything, man. It was a good time. And, and now here you are. So you and Colin come to North Carolina, and and become teachers there. 
Um, I guess North Carolina wouldn't hire Jody. He went to Easton and St. Michael's too, right? Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I got lucky um, in that, yes, I bleed royal blue. I wanted to be here with my boys, but uh, that's also where I met Brian Femi. Right. And, and, and so you, you end up over there, um, and you coached football at Easton I under did. Ted Johnson and, and Femi, right? Yeah. Yeah, and again, um, I've tried to emulate anything I do after Femi. I, I hope he doesn't hear this. Oh, he will. I don't want him to know. No, he I, doesn't listen to technology. He, right. yeah, don't worry about it. He won't hear it. He, he's, he's my guy. <laughs> and um, like I said, I learned a lot from him. I still talk to him, you know, weekly and so forth. But uh, between working with him, the, some of the guys at Easton, and then these two, good Lord. I, I couldn't have asked for a better career. Well, Easton's where I first met you mm-hmm. uh, because I, was, uh, I, I came to you and uh, – uh, was broadcasting Easton High School football games on AM 1460, WEMD. And uh, uh, you were willing, a willing participant in the uh, pregame chat every Friday morning in your office, uh, no matter who was coming. The students loved Jody Ward. Uh, and I think they still love Jody Ward. But they would show up in his office and um, just sitting around talking with you, talking football and just about all the crazy things that you see and hear in, in high school for, with the kids and Honestly, such. Honestly, the three of us could sit and write a book that I believe would be pretty entertaining. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. I'd buy it. <laughs> so, but I mean, sitting there and, and going to the games and, uh, and and broadcasting the games, and I'll never forget your game in Nandua. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, gosh, I think that was 2004. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know where you, you needed a drive that it needed to end in a touchdown, and, and you got it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember we stopped. Gosh, I don't know if it was a Friendly's or a McDonald's or something on the way out of Nandua uh, in Virginia for the ride home, and uh, talked to you there about the game and. Um, it was just, you love the kids there. Why did you leave Easton? I know we said earlier it's because Easton started to falter and you went to the talent in North Carolina. <laughs> not, but not at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a lot that went into that without getting into too much of it. Um, right. The central office and I didn't see eye to eye. had some different views. <laughs> I don't regret my time at Easton because right. of the good I got out of it sure. um, and the people I met, particularly the, the athletes. But um, it was time. Just, I don't know, God, not to be too, uh, God put the feeling in me. I w- I've always wanted to be here. Right. And at the same time, I kind of, if you will, hit rock bottom with my relationship with uh, the, per, a couple guys in the central office people. Mm-hmm. Um, is when an opening showed up here. And it was literally, I don't even know the right word, kismet. It was, uh, it was just perfect. Um, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> People no, everywhere no, are opening up their dictionaries I, or Googling right now. Kismet? We work on Joe's vocabulary every week. <laughs> We've been buying him a word of the day calendar for the last 25 years. At it's the same really time, I got the call from uh, Tina Henry one evening for an interview. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to get the job here. It was just, it was the perfect time. The hardest thing about leaving was letting that particular team know. Um, and at that time, then I, I had children who I knew were going to come through this system. Mm-hmm. James and Colin were here, and it's just a no-brainer. I, I had to be, it was my calling. It's, I had to be here. I think I'll know this answer, but I'm going to ask you, what is the most memorable player from Easton High School? Oh, my gosh, Mark. That's like asking what your favorite child is. Um, I, I can't answer that. Not to be chicken. The name that rings a bell, the name that jumps for me oh is Dieter. Oh, my God. Tommy 
Blades, Tommy Blades, Dieter, Dieter, Dennis Hardy. I mean, I can't, I can't right. even begin. Just go There's on so many on. special people in so many different right. ways. Yeah, but love the, them but all. That still talk team to a there, that team there, you just mentioned Blades and, and Dieter and and those kids. That that was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! And then add in the Butler boys. Uh, yeah. You know, Mitch and. Uh, and Mike and those guys and some of the coaches I had. And yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, it was a blast. It was just time to be here and um, don't regret it a bit. I bled royal blue my whole life. And, and, uh, and it showed in our very first broadcast that we did of North Carolina and Easton there from the tower uh, when Jody Ward God. was working in the booth and the, the, the words that came over our airways from hearing Jody. <laughs> there was a little extra incentive there, too. You yeah. think? The new coach had said some words that... He was a little bit excited that Gave time. us some motivation. Yeah, and, but uh, you were also set up on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, right. you were set up. Somebody was, somebody was baiting you into having an open mic. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know Potter's a... <laughs> The stir. It was, yeah, it was yeah. good for ratings. It was nice good for ratings. Hey, but you know what? You didn't say anything. It wasn't true. <laughs> that is true. Oh if anybody gosh. wants to hear what he actually said, just come see us at the high school. I'll tell you. They'll I'm tell gonna, you. I'm not going to say it online. We're, we're talking with Colin Joseph and Jody Ward and the coach, James McCormick, because he's still a coach. And uh, this portion of the podcast is sponsored by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. So we were talking about the college experience and living together and, and the friendship that, that formed there. When you came, James, when you came back to North Carolina and you were hired as a teacher and, and became a coach, your dad has run the wing T system and the and the four four defense for for years and years and years and and you stay stayed with that no matter the talent you had, you stayed with that because why? Um, there, there's a lot of reasons. You know, number one, it's we ran the wing T because uh, it was something that I was comfortable with. I knew how to teach, uh, and I also thought that it, it you know running the wing T you can adjust what you're doing and how you're doing, whatever the series are, you know, whether you're running the buck series, whether you're running the belly, the power, um, the option stuff, you can, you can adjust it to talent. What we, you know, we got more skill kids, we got more lineman kids, you know, you can, and it's, 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 it's something that you can do year in and year out and have success with. Um, my dad actually ran the 52 okay. defense. Colin was the one that brought in the 4-4. We were very lucky when we first came here, Bill Miller was the head coach. And you had two young, you know, hothead idiots that didn't really know what they were doing. And Bill was was uh, smart enough or dumb enough, I'm not sure which one, uh, to kind of get out of the way and just say, hey, look, you guys you guys do what you're going to do. And, and, look, Bill took some heat for us those first couple of years when we made mistakes um, learning, trying to figure things out. And, Bill also uh, put the brakes on us and restrained us when he needed to. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> – but it, you know, it, it allowed us to figure some things out that a lot of young coaches don't get the chance to figure out because they don't get thrown into the fire right away. Mm -hmm. um, and we were, we were thrown in, and we figured it out. And we made mistakes, and we got a little bit better. And uh, then we, you know, about, about that second or third year, we kind of figured out what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it and, uh, you know, how we wanted to teach it. And it's just something that uh, um, we've stuck with. And, uh, you, know, our, our, you know, our thing is kiss it, you know, keep it simple. Look, mm -hmm. our, our job as coaches is to put kids in good situations, fundamentally sound situations. They can have success. Kids' job is to play ball. 
play fast, play physical, get after it. And, uh, you know, we do the background work so they can do that. And, and, and look, he, he, the funny thing about the wing tee is the wing tee's been so good to us at North High. The only time anybody has any problems with it is when we lose. Right. When we're racking up 300 yards rushing and we're, we're, we're running belly and power down someone's throat, everybody is all on board. But, you know, those couple of Mondays when things don't go too hot, you know, we're old and we don't know what we're doing and the wing tee is a terrible offense. Or in some cases, when we even come close. Remember we were within three of Easton at half and right. our fans are ripping us? Yeah, yeah look, we, had, we hadn't lost a Bayside game in like 28 games or something. Yeah. And it was three to nothing at halftime. And we're getting ripped coming off the field by our stands. We're like, are, like, like you know, are, are you kidding me? Like, I'm getting ready to go up punch somebody in the stands. And it's just, you know. And look, the wing tee, like James said, it's been good to us. We, we've had kids, you know. We've had 145-pound guards who, you know, are, are, are leading the show. We're running guard trap and, and getting all kinds of yards. And, you know, from our standpoint, we don't have anything, any complaints whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean. So I'm going to say this. So we had two Division One kids one year, right, both graduated. The next year, everybody said, oh, Caroline's lost all their guys. They all graduated, this and that. Next year we went with ten and zero regular season went twelve yeah. twelve and zero we got finally got, got beat in the semis right okay with a bunch of kids that did weigh more than about one hundred and eighty pounds playing the offensive line running the wing tee mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and is the wing tee is that an offense that allows you to use those smaller guys on the line of scrimmage because you really can't see it you know when it comes to you know somebody's going to run a power eye or, or what have you. You know, I mean, you're not going to find a 145-yard well, offensive lineman. I think the, the thing with the wing tee is you're not asking a kid that's 140 or 150 pounds or 160 pounds to line up across somebody that's 250 and drive them off the ball. Right. What we're asking our kids to do is create little angles and seams. We're going to give them an angle. We're going to down block. We're going to double team. We're going to kick out, and we're going to create a little seam, and the running back's going to hit that seam. And, you know, we Coach Ward does a great job of uh, – you know, the power, you know, we run a power drill. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we run off-tackle power, we tell the kids a lot of times, look, that hole might only be one or two foot wide at the line of scrimmage. But as soon as you hit that hole at full speed and break through the line of scrimmage, it's going to pop open and you're going to be gone. But you got to believe when you hit that hole that's a foot wide. And uh, our kids have bought into that. You know, Jody does a great job of teaching that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just something that we've had success with. I think we do a pretty decent job of teaching it. Um, if you I, have I don't talent. think people really appreciate the teaching that goes into it. There that, is a that, lot of teaching. That, that's the, and you know, because you were, right. you know, you're a member of the Secret Society, but, <laughs> um, you know, there, there's some things in there, you know, we're sort of all, we play off of each other. You, you know, Jody, mm. Jody locks down and gets all the fundamentals straight at the backs. James gets the quarterbacks and receivers straight, and I do the line, and it all kind of comes together. I mean, you've seen it. You know, we have a little, you know, process that we use to get practice straight. And, and, you know, at this point, you know, when outsiders come in and start coaching with us, they're kind of, I guess they feel a little bit left out at times because we we don't have to talk a whole lot about the stuff that's going on. When we're putting in power, we just know. And another thing I've seen, too, with this whole process of being the consistency that, that these boys, you know, have put in, well before I even got here. And then we, the three of us decided 15 whatever years ago to go to Pop Warner and install this system um, on three separate teams. 
and then we all work together and everything. But, um, man, we used to have to teach kids how to get in three-point stances and to buckle helmets and stuff in ninth grade. And uh, now you know, we've got fifth graders in Pop Warner adjusting their own defenses and stuff. It's pretty cool. You bring up that point. It, my first year as a JV head coach for the program, I think it was Connor's first year coming up because I, I had the honor to be part of the program for six years. Those kids, I was just learning the wing tee. Those kids came in, and if I called a play in the huddle and I wanted to go right, and I said 929, I said, no, 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 coach, it's 121. Right. You know, and they knew – the offense, and that's the benefit. But am yeah. I wrong in oh, saying I, that? No, I remember calling a naked boot pa- a pass, um, a naked boot counter pass or whatever, and Will Manship is a fourth grader signaling, you want that out of strong, right? And I'm like, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. It <laughs> right. won't work otherwise. But, look, we were on a field in Laurel one time, and our kids were, what were we? This Pop third, Warner. Pop, Pop yeah, Warner, Pop third Warner. or fourth grade. And Laurel comes out in a uh, – in a double tight power eye situation and our, our kids in fourth grade, uh, whatever that was, junior peewee, peewee something, start yelling, uh, hey, even front, double tight, double tight, or double dog, double dog, and blah, blah, blah. Right. And um, we smash them in the mouth and they go back to the huddle after about 45 seconds, they come out in twins. Um, as soon as they come out in twins without James Conner saying anything, our kids start yelling, check cover three, double strong safety, blah, right. blah, blah. And then the coaches are looking at us like, the world (laughs) these kids have already done it for four years but am i wrong in saying that that having a program like that back when you guys were part of the caroline cougars and those kids coming into high school it helps a program oh absolutely oh my gosh but why even now even with the cougars they're not running that stuff anymore, right? They, right. They've kind of gotten away from that. It, so, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of reasons for that. But, the, you know, the, the big thing is, you know, Colin said, look, there's, there's a lot of teaching that goes into the wing tee. you got to know how to teach it to do it right. Um, and we were fortunate when we were going down and working with the Pop Warner team, we would go to practice, high school practice, till 5.15, 5.20. Well, Jody left early, 4.45. Yeah. So <laughs> we would he, jump. He had to put stuff in his truck, and yeah. all of a sudden he'd leave. He had to stop at some store on the way. First of all, that's a lie, and there is no store on the way. <laughs> but we, we would yeah, ride over, and uh, you know, we'd get in our trucks, drive over, and eat eat dinner out of. God the, rest his soul. Pat Grogan would make us dinner, and we'd yeah. eat it on the tailgate yeah. in ten minutes. Ta- tailgate, and, and we'd wolf it down, and yep. go out and start stretching. And we recruited a lot of good dudes to help oh us. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we we, had, yeah, we could sit here and give Tony all Keating, all yeah, Shane Tony Hiller, Keating. I mean, Vinny Manship, Keith Bauer. I mean, it, the list goes on and on right, of our right. Jeff Sharf. Oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had guys that just uh, that that. Blakely. Yeah, Blakely, you could Jeff. Just, you could keep naming them. I mean, we, we had 15 stop. or 20 guys that, that said, okay, you know, what do you need me to do? Yep. And we'd say, hey, They're do this. Saying, and they say, okay, we'll do it. And that, and they bought in, and they, the dads did it, and uh, we did it. And, uh, and you talk about everybody having their own niche and, and coaching their own thing and so forth. It's the puzzle that we put together that works so well. But, like, look, I was fortunate working under Ted Johnson, Brian Femi, a couple guys that knew the wing tee. They ran it at Easton. But then I came here and saw Colin with that line and – it was like a clinic every day. I was bending his ear between practices. It was awesome. You're talking about the practices. Uh, we'll continue that conversation, this portion of the 
podcast uh, with Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group, is sponsored by Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the Mid-Shore for over 120 years, convenient online and in-person banking. Plus, they have money to lend. Get more info at any Queenstown Bank location or go to queenstownbank.com. Those practices, let's talk about those because I've always wondered why more teams don't do practices like North Carolina. For instance, my son was a, uh, a part of the Easton uh, High School football team. He started in JV in 10th grade and, and then went to varsity in 11th and 12th grade. And the JV always practiced early, the varsity practiced late. And I know that's because some of the varsity coaches can't get there till late. But then other schools around don't practice the JV and the varsity together. One of the things that I noticed and really appreciated, and it could be because I sucked as a coach that why you guys did this way, but, you know, when you came out, everybody stretched together, and then everybody went to position groups, whether it was defensive day or offensive day. And, uh, Coach, you had the linebackers, you had the running backs. Coach Ward did. Uh, Coach Joseph had the linemen no matter what day it was. Uh, Coach McCormick, he had uh, the quarterbacks and, and the DBs. And uh, Council had, Jeff Council had the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. And just, and you worked through all the drills. Every single day was drill work, no matter what, whether you were offense or defense. Mark, one thing James knows, because Jody wasn't even over here yet, but when Chuck Hunter was the head coach, we we tried to do things what, what he called the Damascus way. All right, and the Damascus way was we did uh, we did double sessions in the morning with the varsity guy or the JV guys, and then we did double sessions in the evening with the varsity guys. So we were at North High for like 12 hours a day. Um, we did that for like two years. Yeah. And then we were like, this, <laughs> this is insane. Like, this is insane. Even we got for us, it was insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're talking to crazy guys. And... You know, so we tried to come up with how we could do that. And there was a lot of benefits to it, doing it that way, the hands-on teaching. And I mean, it, it was good, but we had to come up with a, with a kind of a better way to do it. And that's probably around when you came in, we had figured out that that was going to be a better, we weren't going to burn out by September 1st right. doing it the way we were doing it. Well, the three of us had our hands in everything from ninth to 12th grade. And that comes down to one simple fact. McCormick's a control freak. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't want, he wanted his hand in everything. You know what? Proof's in the pudding. Bro. That's right, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to argue with, I guess. Now, I, I do remember when you came in there, we started doing it before you got to us. Right, right. But I do remember one thing we told you. We said, Mark, just don't screw this up. Yeah, like, you look, did. Stay, stay out of the kids' way. Let them do their yeah. thing. Said, we're we're yeah. going to be around help, yeah. man. Like it's a- well, that was kind of the first. We've started calling that whole crew little football robots yeah. because well, they, they really didn't know any football but than what we taught them. And so, you know, they well, could correct you. If you called the wrong play, they'd be like, yeah, no, that doesn't work. So my first year was I, with me as the head coach. I had Mike Parks. Mm-hmm. And and Bill Miller and uh, you know so two guys that have been around the game and and been a part of your program for many years yep. and we had to talk Parks into staying and then we tried to get him the second year and he left and Miller left they they both retired at the same time and uh, and then we had uh, uh, we've had a couple other coaches since then but one of the things that you were right don't screw it up but one thing the kids always did was like hey we're gonna come up with something special right. 
And I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll come up with something <laughs> special. And then I got to come up with a little creativity. And, you know, but we always like, so Jody would say, don't do it anywhere near McCormick. If you're going to run something crazy, you know, practice that at the end and, and, and practice it for a couple weeks so when you call it, they don't look like a bunch of monkeys running on the football field. <laughs> I always appreciated getting out of school, running out to practice well before it started to set up drills, mirror drills, because you had to set up two of everything. Right. And then to have my, my partner, the other running back coach, come out and, and five minutes, two <laughs> minutes before we start, go, what are we doing today? <laughs> You've had a long list of those, haven't yeah. you? Oh, my God, but okay. the worst was that Potter dude. <laughs> well, Potter was probably getting ready for basketball season or something inside as well. So, you know, making sure you got those recruits and getting those girls in the gym and what have you. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, it, it produced a, a special group. And, you know, I remember being initiated. You know, let's talk uh-huh. about let's talk about new coaches and, and initiations because once I got initiated, I enjoyed like hell being a part of the next year <laughs> and who we're gonna get. You know, because somebody always gets powdered. Yeah, well, you know, you, you got to be careful. You can't bully guys these well, they, days. They, they wasn't bullying. You were evolved. a willing participant. We've evolved. Mark. We've, We've evolved. evolved. Yeah, we're, We've evolved. we're kinder and gentler. You know, <laughs> but uh, one of the things we always do with the new coaches is, uh, you know, we we powder them right before they go out to uh, practice. Right. I'll, I'll come up with something. In August. Yeah, cockamamie. <laughs> Hundred and ten degrees outside get their attention and uh, whatever it is and uh, all the other coaches get about uh, Gatorade cups full of baby powder and water <coughs> and water yeah, we want that <laughs> to stick we yeah. want it to stick and right before we go out to practice we'll, we'll call the coach in. We, we used to do it inside now we've gotten smart we do it outside so we don't have to clean it up later <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know we'll get the coach's attention and you know somebody will throw water on them and then there'll be about four or five cups of powder that covers them from yeah. head to toe and uh ward's usually the one over top of the door yeah <laughs> usually the last thing i say to them is don't be late to practice and, yeah. you know so now they're covering the powder they can't they got it because we got two minutes till we get out they got to go and uh that day i went out looking like casper and you know what <laughs> but the kids enjoy that yeah i think the kids the players are like you know the coaches are having fun where right. you know you, you know camp can be a grind if you let it mm-hmm. or you can have fun with it so, uh, hey, do you yeah. remember the day that Kyle and I in, inadvertently got ourselves? It was 100 <laughs> degrees. They were, I don't know if they were combining corn, whatever let, the let, heck was going let me, on. Let me tell this one. So these two idiots, right? Hey, <laughs> the careful, side, they're, careful with they're, the idiots. They're, they're, they're going to work on their tan during practice, right? So well, they, it was hot that day. <clears throat> it's about 98 degrees. They cut the sleeves off their shirts, right? So they come out with these suns <clears throat> out. cut off, suns guns out, guns out. out. But they decide, you know what, that's not good enough. We're going to cover our arms and stuff in baby, baby oil. No, 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 no. 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 It, it, it was oil, suntan oil. Suntan yeah. oil, suntan oil, <laughs> not sunblock, suntan oil, right? We want we, good bronze, baby. We look good. We look good. Now, <laughs> on the walk out. The problem is if you've ever been in the North Highs practice field, you'll know that by about mid-August, it's nothing but dirt. Yeah. Right? So the kids are running around. Of course, we got this cloud of dirt that's getting, you know, <laughs> puffed up. And uh, by the end of stretch, these two guys, their arms and faces and heads were covered in dirt. <laughs> we're all laughing yeah. at them. And they're like, I don't think this was a good idea. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that I, you guys probably aren't going to miss, are you? The, the dog days of summer, the, the practices, at, begin at the school at 630, uh, you know, before school starts, you know, before teachers report and everything and running all day long. 
Once you get into the grind, you just kind of keep doing it. It's like riding a bike. You just get on. And, well, and it and, pays and, well and that time of the year. Pay, that pays better there than the season does. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. that is true, yeah. actually. You know what, Mark? What you got to understand is we're meatheads. We like the grind. Um, and then, not to be mushy or anything, but think how blessed we are. Then, then our kids show up, whom we love. It's three best friends working together. I mean, it, it was not hard. Yeah, I mean, I... That's one thing, you know, I don't think people understand is how, how much fun we have kind of on the down low. I mean, they, they see the grind, they see the intensity, and they, they see the product, but there's a lot of hidden moments that other people don't really, you know, you've been inside the beast. You, you understand what happens yeah. with the baby powder stuff and with the other little things that are going on. And, you know, there's intensity, you know, there's times when we want to choke each other and fight each other. and We'll you know, get to there's that. Some, there's, <laughs> there's some harsh words here. There's some of us are a little more abrasive than others, you know but what? there's a lot of fun. You know where Sweet Caroline started? I mean, other this than with Neil one. Diamond. Right. We're at a bar, in, we're at a place in Pittsburgh. I guess I can say that. <laughs> we're at a bar in Pittsburgh. We're at a clinic. At a coaching clinic. We're at a coaching clinic in Pittsburgh, and we were out one evening, and um, it's there's some band playing Sweet Caroline, and uh, we're literally sitting here, you know, on the bar. And um, next thing you know, Colin's like, this should be our song. Yup. <laughs> there it was. That's how sweet, that's how this tradition came about. Now, Something just now, now talk about a team building visit at this coaching clinic. We're, <laughs> we're, in, we're in the back of this bar in Pittsburgh, oh and we got accused of something we had not done. And uh, we had to, they, they asked us to pay some bar tab for some guy that, and we weren't going to we pay We talked it. to for two minutes. Yeah, we're like, we're, we weren't going to pay it. Well, this is, this is Pittsburgh, and there's a bunch of steel mill guys. There's some big dudes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, You're, you guys are going to pay this tab. And we're like, yeah, we're not doing that. So the next <laughs> thing I know, three of us are in the back corner of this bar, and we got, a, we got this long, skinny bar. We got to, we're figuring out how many guys do we have to hit to get out that front door before we, you know, and we're trying to, we get our backs literally back to the wall. We're standing up and there's about 20 guys. Not the first time either, by the way. Nor was it the last. And some guy comes in off the street and says, hey, my buddy got kicked out, didn't pay his tab. Here's, here's a, you know, this will cover his tab. And the owner looked, took the money and went and sat down. I looked at these guys and said, let's get the hell out of here. But that's team building stuff. That's yeah. what you, you know. It is. That's character right there. You, you find out, out how close you are when <laughs> yeah, yeah. your backs are and to I the literally, wall. I literally, I looked at these guys and said, I'm not paying it. And they said, okay. And they both stood up. And that was it. I'm hey. like, all right, let's stand up. We're good. And speaking of that, our, our brotherhood's obvious, but the brotherhood in the Bayside, you know, if there was a wall there. Well, there was I a, was going to go with this story. A lot of Salisbury <laughs> guys were at, you were coaching in the Bayside, man. Mm-hmm. Hoot, and then, of course, so Wesley, but and we love him anyway. Right, right. I don't, I don't um, know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we had James, me, Colin Stan, um, I don't know. Anyway, Jake, um, <laughs> I, was, I was in New York with some Pop Warner kids. And I'm going to make a long story short. Uh, we were outside this building trying to get in. We were 50 people deep in line. And this, uh, I don't know, this, this native of New York was giving us a hard time, um, particularly me. And uh, he had gotten my dander up. And things were starting to get a little hairy. But I had kids with me. I couldn't fight or anything like that. Not that I wanted to. But anyway, um, the situation got hairy. And about 100 people back in line, this guy comes running up the sidewalk. It's Jake Coleman. He goes, Jody Ward, what's up? I said, uh, this guy here is giving me a hard time. Jake takes his jacket off and goes, 
Bayside. <laughs> there, there we stood back to so the wall, ready to fight ourselves out of a situation. And I thought that day, that's when, uh, that's when I realized Jay Coleman's loyalty. Of course, I, I knew how the Coleman's roll and all that right. stuff and respect the heck out of that in Cambridge. But, uh, man, what a story. Yeah, he says, Bayside, <laughs> he's ready to roll. No questions asked. You know, with you guys stepping away, except for McCormick, he's still there. <laughs> uh, you know, with McCormick, you've got Ferragamo stepping away. Uh, this Salisbury year. guy. The Salisbury guy at, at Ken Island. He's stepping the away. You. And uh, as a matter of fact, I reached out to Dan Harding at uh, Ken Island High School. And that's not official. It's hearsay that Ferragamo's stepping away. But I'll also say it's hearsay that Sofanowski is going to pop back in to, to be mm. the head coach because that, too, isn't official yet. Mm-hmm. And they said they'll make an announcement of, you know, or Ferragamo will make his announcement in in uh, January, much like McCormick will make his decision. What's I guess this, the, the head coach has got to wait till January. Yeah, what is this? Well, you know, the we got to wait till after the, the, the national coaching. I just want to point out that, that if, if Soph were to get that job, that Matt and Soph waited until we're leaving until they got back in. Right. <laughs> McGlinchey, you mentioned Griffith. McGlinchey steps down at Easton. Uh, Griffith's hired uh, as uh, the new head coach at Easton again. Um, you've got Dustin Mills just stepped down at J.M. Bennett. Uh, we'll see if uh, Todd uh, Apple. We'll see if Todd Apple wing shows tea. up wing with, tea. with yeah, the there wing. Could tea. be more wing tea in the in the it, conference. At, at uh, see if he rolls into J.M. Bennett or will it be somebody else? Uh, yeah. So there's been a lot of t- t- turnover, but Coleman will end up being one of the longest tenure <laughs> coaches. Yeah, him and Riley. So James McCormick is by far the oldest oh, partner. By far. Okay. Yeah, by far. Just He's, wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Although with Soph coming back, I think, you know, he's... That doesn't count. You can't quit and come back, quit and come back and get credit for all those years. That doesn't count. It doesn't work like really? that. Really? Work. <laughs> hey, I'm out. Quit. I'm out. I'm out. We're talking with James McCormick, College Joseph and Jody Ward from North Carolina. As we, if you're just now joining us, I don't know why you haven't listened to the previous 50-plus minutes, but uh, we've been talking about... Uh, Jody and, and Colin stepping down and leaving James behind to fend for himself. Uh, this next portion of the podcast is sponsored by Pret Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Perret and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies. So step away from the pain by calling Pret Moy Therapy Associates at 410 604 2982. Guys, I, I talk about stepping away, and, and James. I have the honor of being able to, uh, you know, when I'm calling North Carolina games, I can hear Jody most times, even <laughs> through the door on on the radio. Oh, oh. Um, is you that know, going on, out on, on the radio? No, no, on, to, on his headset to you. <laughs> That's good. And there were times when if I didn't have a broadcast, if you played on a Thursday night back when I was with the program and I'd be able to go up and sit with Jody in the, in the tower and – you catch a lot of hell from those guys when it comes to, you know, play calling and things like that. If they, if they want you to pass. And I mean, let's all, we all know you hate the pass. Um, you know, so yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people forget. I was a quarterback in high school yeah, and I, he got recruited to college to play quarterback. It's not that he hates the pass and we don't hate the pass. It's the timing of when he tries to throw <laughs> that drives us crazy. Like Walkersville. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, we, don't, we, we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk say. about that. You say that again, we're going to fight. Yeah. <laughs> or smash that computer. Yeah. There's certain things in the program that don't get named, and yeah. that's one. <laughs> so, but, I mean, the you're, freaking field goal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to say who. 
Give it to Bailey for Christ's sake. <laughs> I did the second. Yeah. Hey, we never. True story. After can I, you do mine. After we kicked that field goal, tried to with a freshman kicker, and Ken Allen ran it back, and whatever that went that night. Um, we have a kid that works with us now, and he was in Ken Allen's program, Matt Forrest, and uh, he said kind of on the down low one night. How come we don't ever kick a field goal? <laughs> I, said, I said, well, it's, we've never tried since that night. <laughs> not going to do it. God there's bless no, you for it. There's let's no not. education in the second yeah. kick of a mule. Yeah, let's not do that again. Yeah, so it's funny you say that because I was talking to – and people wonder all the time, why, why don't you kick a field goal when, it's, when you're at the 10-yard line? I'm like, well – they just don't believe in field goals. If they, they have a kicker, right? Yeah, they do. They have an extra point kicker. He's good from 20 yards and in, and that's where they're at. You know, we do inside the 10 power or belly. Yeah. <laughs> we might mask it a different way, but it's power or you know, belly. No, we do from the 50? Power, power or belly. <laughs> but we, we're talking you know about. No, we do from the other team's 20. <laughs> for, for you two, that's what you used to do. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> but seriously, you know, we talk about running the wing tee or whatever offense you're going to run. You know, mm-hmm. what is your hat hanger? We always talk about what's hat your hat hanger. Hat hanger. Look, hat hanger. when it's fourth and one, what are you going to run? We're going to run power or belly. And you know what? Everybody on the other sideline knows, knows we're going to run power or belly, but we're going to run it better than you You can play defense. And we're going to get it or we're not. And if we don't, then, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. Off. But, but our kids know. These are our hat hangers. These couple plays, when it gets right down to it, this is what we're going to do. And, and kids can buy into that. Yeah, and, they, yep. and they do buy in. They're brainwashed. Right. They know. Yep. They know the program. Look, in practice, Mark, we'll, we'll throw 15, 16 guys on, on the look team defense right. and blitz into the two-hole and then run at the two-hole mm-hmm. um, just to make us hard. And then rip our kids for not getting the first during practice and stuff like that. I mean, it's a mentality. Well, it's, I mean, your, your anthem's always been DWD, do what you do. Yeah, that's, that's what it is, do what we do. Yep. Well, that's, that's you know, appreciate the kids. Look, we're going to do what we do. Just do it well. You know, be fundamentally sound, be physical, be fast, uh, do it better than the other guys, and you'll be fine. I want you to look ahead, all right? All right. We're, we're, we're September 2nd next year is the first night of a high school football game, and, you know, we've gone through January, and you've decided that you're staying. Okay, and uh, you're going to coach another year. And these two guys aren't on the sideline. I mean, they're like two people sitting on your shoulders, you know, during a game. I mean, you know. I'm assuming you're the devil and I'm the angel. Is that how it works? (laughs) You might want to flip that. What? So, I mean, have you thought about what that would be like? Um. Yeah, I mean, you look, obviously, it's not the same. Like Jody and Colin, Colin said earlier, um, there's a lot of times in, when young coaches come in, and I actually apologize to young coaches ahead of time, and I say, look, we're not purposefully leaving you out of the loop. We've been doing this so long that we don't – a lot of things we just do we don't have to talk about. And so if you're feeling left out, if you're – you know, then you got to say something and I'll get you caught up, but it's not on purpose. And uh, – so there's a lot of things that happen on Friday nights where we're talking about things that, uh, you know, Colin's calling a defense, and I'm I'm listening to what he's calling, and I'm making adjustments in the secondary based on what he's doing. And uh, same thing, you know, Jody's calling down, hey, we got to do this, and, and um, it's not it's just an ongoing conversation that we're having that stuffs you know getting mm-hmm. orchestrated. And um, when you get new coaches in there, you don't have that same comfort, you know, it's it's it'll be different. So. Uh, 
you know, but, but you got to figure it out. You got to figure out what works for you, works for your kids, and uh, get the information to them. And uh, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, I'm sure, uh, what is it, September, whatever, second or third, you said. Mm-hmm. September 2nd. Um, yeah. If I'm still coaching, then uh, we'll be playing Y High, and I'll be praying that the quarterback from Y High is sick <laughs> or something. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure, because that kid is a stud. And uh, On third down, I'm going to be in the stands yelling, Waggle! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's. it's uh, I'm going to have my feet in the sand. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one before. <laughs> no, it, it's real. It's real. <laughs> the, the wife's still bringing that one up. Uh, oh, feet yeah, the they, sand, do. Huh? they do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a uh, look, it, you know, we'll see. It's it's yeah. going to be different. Um, you know, I'm not and, and look, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not 100 percent on coming back, but I'm not 100 percent on leaving. Sure. Um, well, let's talk about that. You mentioned that. So is part of it because I mean, years ago when I left the JV program, you had Quinn Davis there and then Quinn took over the JV program, and you were kind of grooming him. And to be, I kind of felt like then he was going to be the perfect transition coach, you know, that could. Look, Quinn, t- Quinn, Quinn was We our felt guy. that way too. Yeah. Quinn was yeah, our guy. Yeah, I love guy. Quinn. Um, heck, I'd have been gone two years ago if Quinn was still around. But, and look, Quinn went back to Milford, um, and I don't blame him. Right. You know, and look, he did That's it the he right way. And he did it the right way. Yeah. He came to us. He sat down and talked to the three of us. He said, look, guys, I, I, the superintendent from Milford called me up. They have a job open. They want me to come back. You know, and, and he was emotional. He was upset. He was like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And we said, sorry, let's sit down and talk about it. And, I, you know, the bottom line was he said, look, I love you guys, but the three of you are going to be gone at some point. And I'm going to be stuck here pretty much by myself. There weren't any other young coaches and, right. and stuff. He said, if I go back to Milford, I'm going to be with four or five guys that I played high school ball with, that I graduated with, that I hang out with on weekends. I said, Quinn, that's a, it's a no-brainer. you right. got, you got to go home. You know, why wouldn't you go home? Right. You know, and look, we loved him. I'd love to have him here. Right. Um, we still talk to Quinn. You know, all the time. All the time. All the time. We still hang out with him. We go see, see him. And, uh, um, but he was, I mean, he was that young kind of gung-ho coach that we were like, you know, and he was great. The kids loved him. He was awesome. We used to call him the Pied Piper. Yeah. Uh-huh. He'd walk down the hallway and kids would just fall in line behind him and whatever he said they would do. And I mean, was, he, he got the, the you got the student body involved oh, with, oh you know, God. cheering he, sections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, he was the epitome of a bulldog coach. And yeah. what, you, what you might forget is that we had Frank Lanham with him. Yeah. 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 What Frank, those kids did was breathe life into three old farts. Yeah. For a while Absolutely. longer. Two, two. Absolutely. <laughs> Colin and Jody. <laughs> no, they would look, Frank and Quinn together. Um, and they're, they're both, you know, Quinn's over at, at Milford and Frank's down in Southern Maryland now. And, yeah. uh, and we had great Zach. Mills. Great Mills. Great yeah. Mills. And we had uh, Zach. Uh, Zach was with us. Zach yep. Rickards was Zach with Rickards us. Who's also us. gone across the bridge. Gone right. across the bridge. And they're all coaching. Yeah. And they're all doing great things. And, uh, yeah, we would They're all love, still part of the family. Look, we did, yeah. and look, we still talk to all of them. Once in, never out. Right. We'd love to have them here. It just listen, and that, that's so, fine. We so my that. point is, is 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 that also the difficulty in in walking away? Because let's face it, your dad was here, and then Chuck and and Bill took the program, and then you took the program, and you just don't want to walk away and leave it to nothing. And it's trying to find that right person, you think? Well, look, the, the, the three of us have built this program over the last 27 years. Right. Um, you know, and, and it, it was a tremendous amount of work, tremendous amount of effort and sacrifice. And, look, the one thing we haven't talked about, um, 
much Colin touched on it is like Tracy, Aileen, and Lindsay. Right. Look, our three wives have made as much. Well, we a were getting ready to go down that uh, aisle here in a minute. To, to, to we should program. go down that road. They deserve. Yep. It. Yeah. Look, I mean, as much or more of a commitment to this program that we've made, and um, you know, you, you hate to build something over 27 years. And look, you know, I, I like I love Bill. I love Chuck, Bob Costello before them. Um, there were some guys, you know, in between, you know, that um, Caroline football was not what it is today. And it took a long time to get it there. And uh, a lot of that is not just the three of us, a lot of people in the community that have helped, uh, a lot of head banging and, and working. And, and um, you know, you hate to see it drop. Right. You know, you'd like to see it stay at a level that it's at or close to it. And, uh, but <clears throat> the other side of that is, you know, you get to a point where you're just, like Colin said, you're tired. Yeah. Look, I love the kids. I love coaching. I love going to practice. I love Friday nights. I get tired of all the other Extra. stuff, like yeah. the, yeah. the spring lifting, the, the spring recruiting, the summer, you know, all summer. Look, you have to set your summer up around whether or not you're going to be in the weight room or not in the weight room. And, uh, you know, seven on sevens, you know, like all the other things that go with, you know, like you just get tired. Which don't make sense to me for North Carolina to participate in seven on sevens when it's a throwing thing. And we get to work on our coverages. We, we work, everybody on, knows we work on defense. We want to blitz, so we can't even blitz in seven on seven. So. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you just get to the point where you're, you know, you're tired. And uh, yeah. so then you got to figure out, all right, is it, you know, are you going to keep doing what you're doing at a certain level? Because that's because if you're not if you're not going to put that kind of commitment at level, right. then there's no sense doing it. So you got to make that decision. Am I willing to do this? Right. Am I willing to put the hours in? Am I willing to do the time? Am I still enjoying it, or is it becoming a chore? Right. And uh, you know, it's it's we're, we're, we're close. You know, it's uh, it's it's close to that line. I'm not sure which one it is. One of the things that I always enjoyed and I always spoke highly of, uh, even with you know with the Mike Bradley and. And when I was working with Griffith uh, over the last uh, two seasons with the broadcast, one of the things that I noticed the most in coaching with you guys is you incorporated the families. It was all about families. You didn't care if if our kids came out, stay the hell out of the way, but, you know, the kids come out and be a part of the practice and find something for them to do that they can help out. And, you know, I remember when, you know, when win or lose and you turn around and your kids are there, uh, we heard that, Jody. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you turn around and the kids are the Ron Venner in the room here somewhere. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, you see the kids are there and you're just, it's all about family with you guys. And you mentioned the wives and how the wives are a part of the program. And they have been a part of the program. Absolutely. From, yeah. from day one, they've, you know, look, we're, we're out of the house so much doing stuff. Or they figure they have to come to the field to see you. And when we're not out of the house, we're at each other's house talking football, and the, and the, the girls are getting ticked off because we're talking well, football about this or that or, you in, know, whatever. The, before we got sprinklers, my wife and I would go out and mm-hmm. – my wife and I would go out and pull hose. I mean, like that – On the game field. On the game field. The game field. We yeah. were, I mean, that, that was part of our summer e- routine. Even though every team was using the game field, 
the football coaches were the only ones out there pulling the hose to make sure there was oh, grass. The only ones cutting it, it and then the, <laughs> you know, like you know, it's, it's, you know right. we talk about being hard. You know, people you know show up in August. Oh, the game field looks good. Yeah, you know what? They're pulling hose all damn summer on this thing. <laughs> Three times you know? a day all summer long. They like, people don't understand. You know what? Never a complaint. No, that no. that's the amazing thing about our women. Never a they, thank, never a thank you from the board. Nope. Never. No. They, but our girls knew too that uh, they married football coaches. Yeah. They were good with it. Um, they knew they married meatheads, but you know I, I can remember uh, Tracy, you know, saying, uh, you know, hey, look, I know I haven't seen you guys in a while, but I have. This was before huddle. I have to go to Bow Manor, you know, Saturday. You see this? At, right. Always, I got this. I know we've got a two and a infant, but I got this. Never complain. I can remember being on the the practice field when uh, uh, Connor was born. We used to have Rashida McFall was our uh, uh, manager. And I, this was back, I had a, a flip phone cell phone. It was like one of the first, you know, like, and I, I never cared. Just got rid of it last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I gave it to Rashid, and I said, Rashid, there's only one person that has this message or this number. I said, if the phone rings, it's my wife, and she's going into labor. you got to let me know. So we're in the middle of practice in, in, in August, and Rashida comes running over, and the phone's ringing, and her eyes are about you know, the size of saucers, and she's, like, holding the phone. I'm like, answer it. <laughs> so it was Lindsay, and, you know, I, I left the practice field, ran down, you know, and Connor was born, and then same thing with Caitlin. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it was just – Your uh, timing was impeccable, Coach. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I mean, Hunter's – my first Hunter's first, you know, he was born August fifteenth. Back when we first started, that was the start date. That was date. the start date, yeah. And, and I think he, Connor, Colin was at practice August sixteenth. Yeah. Know how the hell that went? Uh, well, <laughs> we we don't want to open up old wounds no, right no, now. No, that's, <laughs> uh, we're, we're trying to make peace with all of our our situations that have occurred over life. Now I we know be. why he wants to spend so much time with his <laughs> wife. <laughs> Look, I remember uh, Tracy's out trick or treating. I'm in Snow Hill playing football and things like that. And again, never complaint. Yeah. But that's also why you get to a point where you're like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You, yep. you need to make amends for <laughs> all the time. Right. Give, start giving them time back. And, Absolutely. You know, and that was one of the reasons why, you what know, for, for years ago, you know, when we had uh, Paula's Fine Jewelry in Chester, Absolutely. you know, doing our, uh, you know, she was our sponsor of our coach of the year. And we were able to. You know, we wanted to talk to you about that, Mark. Did yeah. we ever get an assistant of the year? Was <laughs> no. Yeah. You no know, we, we never had we, one of those. Uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of, you know, Mark. I, I, think, I, I, swear, I, I think, think I provided beverages. So our boy, our boy took so care of us, too. They might have all happy with Well, we'll get to that one. So we would get to jewelry. And I think you won it one year. And I think Griffith won it one year. And the one thing I heard is. Yeah, you gave us 500 but it cost us a lot more. <laughs> I think that was our bar bill. We didn't even eat. Well, then we got then we had El Jefe step up, and we oh, had our El Jefe. A, that was awesome. That was uh, nice. El Jefe Coach of the Year, and uh, we did it again this year. So uh, uh, I think you won. McCormick won the first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferragamo won year two, and Coach James Jackson from Colonel Richardson won this year. And Did uh, they invite me over there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's had his party yet. All right. So, James, James, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm available. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I just, for some reason, I don't feel like James's group is going to have quite the tab over and above the $500. You well, know. it was Jody. Jody got the 38-ounce oh, thir- yeah. margarita with the three floaters on top. And I don't it's know good, what. too. Don't regret it either. <laughs> 
So, but uh, no, it is. Uh, we do appreciate our sponsors at uh, Overtime Live and Shore Sports MD. Speaking of that, I don't know if you guys wear sunglasses. You'll need them a lot at the beach, uh, Colin. You know so, what? I, I do wear sunglasses. Yeah. So, uh, an optical gallery. Now, th- these are even better. Better? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, an optical gallery has created a brand new sunglass line known as Hook Optics. An amazing fit for heads of all sizes and a variety of colored polarized, <laughs> colored <laughs> polarized lenses. Uh, stop by an optical gallery in the Tealmarsh Plaza in West Ocean City on West Water Street in downtown Centerville and downtown Easton on Harrison Street to try on a new pair of hook sunglasses. Check them out online at eisenart.net or hookoptics.com. You mentioned Costa and, the, and their lenses. So that uh, factory that makes those lenses also makes the hook sunglass lenses to the specifications that are even better, better, uh, better. and they're then placed in Italian frames. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, and they're cheaper, less expensive than custom. If we if we drop your name, do we get a discount? Absolutely. Uh, Go in there right, and tell perfect. them Potter perfect. sent you. Potter, Potter sent you. <laughs> All, right. All right, perfect. Everybody hear that? Potter sent you. Yeah, Potter sent you over there to Hook Optics, and I've got a pair, and they are amazing. So check those out. So we've talked about the wives. We've talked about uh, uh, the amount of time and the lack of pay as a coach and all the things that go into that. I want to talk about some of the athletes. And I talked earlier you know, uh, to uh, with Jody about uh, some of the t- kids from Easton and, and remembering those. And I'm not going to ask you to name particular kids, but you guys have been blessed to have some pretty damn good athletes come through North Carolina I mean, three most recently playing D1 level, uh, you know, with uh, David Bailey, who's now, he went to Boston College. Now he's at Colorado State. Kendron Wayman, he went to Wake Forest a, a year, I think, later and, and doing well. Wake. Yeah, he's doing great. Still doing, doing well great. at Wake. And uh, Jamion Franklin, who went to Notre Dame and then ended up at Duke. But that's just three players. I mean, you had a lot of other kids go to other schools um, you know, throughout, whether it's D1, D2, D3, a lot of kids playing at the next level. Yeah, you know, we've been, uh, we've been fortunate. We have a lot of good kids um, and a lot of good kids that got a chance to play college football. And that's, that's the key. Look, whether it's Division three, Division one, Division one obviously is great. You're playing on television. You're, you, you know, you're getting a free education. Um, but, you know, playing Division two or Division three is, is, you know, is awesome. You get that opportunity to continue competing and, We've had a lot of kids to, to do that, but you know what? There, a lot of some are our favorite kids, our kids that, that maybe didn't go on to college. That you know, Schmidt, yeah. yeah. 20, twenty some years ago, we had Schmidt. That uh, you know, yeah. Patrick Schmidt was one of those great kids. kid. I mean, awesome, awesome kid. Uh, one of those kids that's just a little bit different in the high school, a little bit whatever, and, and is not the popular kid or whatever. And played football for us for four years. Was never a full time starter, but played for us. Did anything we ever asked him to. Went in the Marines uh, after graduation. He did a career in the Marines. Yeah. He's, he's retired by this did point. Tours he's been in tour, Iraq. Uh, I mean, yeah, tours in Iraq. He was in, in Korea. He was all over the place. He came home maybe 15 years after he left and just came out to practice one day. And it's like he never left. And we're like, Schmidt, break him down. You know, like he's just, just you know, it was like mm-hmm. awesome. Um, you know, those are the kids. You know that you, you know, like obviously you're gonna remember the, you know the kids that go on to play Division One or whatever, but you know like the the Patrick Schmitz, yeah, the, I mean Henry Saya. Henry Saya is a good one. <laughs> you you know, had like, another Patrick kid. We had Patrick that became a, a trooper. 
Uh, you know, with this oh, Patrick, 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 brother, but you mentioned the, the 146 pound Man. offensive lineman. That was Patrick Eckrich. Well, you know, we, oh. we do have an organization at North High called the LGS, the Little Guard Society. <laughs> and, uh, you know, their membership is few, but the guys who are in there are really hard and, and, and tough little nuts who, you know, they go on to do big things later on in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I. We were blessed to have David and Jamion and Kendron, and, and I love those guys to death. But I feel like sometimes, you know, that those three guys kind of overplay a lot of the unsung nuts and bolts, blue collar kids that we've had in the program. And, you know, I, I think James and Jody would both agree with me that, you know, those unsung blue collar kids are the ones who built our program and they're the rocks of what we've done. 100%. I mean, you know, and I, I say that as the line coach, so that's a little bit easier, you know, because those are kind of a lot of my guys. But, you know, without those guys, Jamion and David and, you know, Kendron, they're not the same. Right. You know, yeah, not even we, close. we have a team right. culture and, and everybody matters. Well, and, and even aside from the football piece of it, the young men that they are, that's what we're probably most proud of. I mean, we work hard, to, not just at football, to, to help develop young men. Which I know is rich from three people like us, but uh, we've Classy at least, individuals had, is what we've at least had someone teach us, so we're trying to pass that along. And look, they're kippets. <laughs> we we work hard, especially in the off season and stuff, to uh, you know what you should be doing in the community, what success really looks like, what you know the blue collared stuff that is the difference between men look, be, and be, other people. Be a better husband. Yep. Be a better father. Be a, be a success in your community with whatever you're doing, whether you know, it's working a blue-collar job, whether it's coaching Little League Baseball. No job beneath you. Right, and, and, and do what you're supposed to do. You know, do, do what we do. Right do is your right. Job. And, uh, you know, we, we, Jody said it a couple times already tonight is, is, look, once in, never out. You know, and we tell our kids the last time we meet with them, the seniors, we say, look, our relationship doesn't end here. It begins here. You know, once mm-hmm. in, never out. You guys are our guys, and our relationship is going to grow from this point on. And the number of kids that just uh, – not kids, are guys yeah. now that, that show up. You know, some of them are 20-something, some of them are 40-something um, that come out to practice, and they just show up to practice. Well, look, we have an open practice. We're not hiding anything. You want to come out and watch practice? Come out. <laughs> You've been running the wing tee for 27 years. <laughs> but, again, it, it, uh, like even my own kid, I, having him play for these two, I feel like there's nothing he can't handle. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, an example of a uh, lesson years ago, James tells a class at the end of it, uh, I am my brother's keeper. You need to tell me where that came from tomorrow when you get to class. Well, they get to class, and I think Kyson Robinson said New Jack City. (laughs) We were looking for something a little more biblical perhaps, but uh, anyway, so so we did a little lesson on taking care of each other, taking care of people that can't take care of themselves, blah, blah, blah. It was a day or two later. Mr. Spearing comes to us and says, we've got a problem. Your quarterback's in the office. He had an altercation in the hallway. All right, what happened? He goes, I don't know. He won't talk to me. The only thing he'll tell me is, I am my brother's keeper. <laughs> so we had to go down and straighten that out. But, uh, <laughs> but, but he was looking out for one of our guys. That, yeah. That couldn't, there was a younger guy that couldn't take care of himself, and somebody was you know, picking on him, and, and he took care of it. And, uh, yeah. He said, I am my brother's keeper. And you know what? And that's, that, that's the kind of thing we say, okay, look, we're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> but you know what? That's what we're looking for. Hey, just right? the other day, we had a female administrator come out to us at duty. 
bus duty and uh, say that uh, there was a kid acting like a jackass in the cafeteria uh, mouthing off to her or whatever and uh, one of our kids stood up and said stop talking to her like that blizzard she doesn't deserve it justice blizzard yeah stood up and said hey knock it off you don't that's talk to her the like stuff that. you take pride in you know yeah, you're absolutely. talking about this stuff and one of the things that has always impressed me and you know when you have a special needs individual mm-hmm. um you know a, a kid that um it just wants to be a part of something and there are some teams out there that may be afraid to take on that responsibility. You guys have opened arms to the, the big, you know, the big community uh, of the special needs community that is big in North Carolina High School. And you haven't said, you know what, go, go, do, go do tennis, you know, go, go do uh, tennis. No, if they want to play football, you welcome them in and make them a part of the program. And I love the fact that you have kids that actually step up without being prodded to, step up to be mentors to those kids. Well, I mean, we have to kind of give Rob Blakely a little bit of credit for that. You know, Rob, Rob's a special ed teacher at North High, and he's been on staff with us. And he, you know, he, he's kind of been our point man on that for a lot. And then, you know, look, some of our most aggressive physical football players are deep down inside kind of some of the kindest kids to those kids when they're in the program it's sort of an amazing thing i interviewed owen doyle and and piavis and i looked at him and i I laughed i said they're the two biggest assholes on the football field but they are the biggest aggressive i wouldn't say aggressive they're aggressive (laughs) they they just the kind hearts and and what that kid thought of those two. Okay, yeah. and I've said this for 20-some years, that uh, that overall, the kids that play football at North Carolina are good kids. Look, they're not angels and saints, but when it gets right down to it, they are good kids. You know, they're going to make mistakes, they're going to do this or that, but their hearts are genuine, and uh, when we get kids involved in the program that are, you know, not the best athletes or whatever it is, are, look, they're our guys. Look, they're, they're on the team. Look, and we tell the kids, look, there's a lot of kids walking the halls that aren't tough enough, aren't committed enough to be on this football team, to show up to practice every day, to put the helmet on. These kids are. These are your brothers, and you're going to take care of them. And uh, our kids take that message to heart, and they take care of their boys. And, uh, you know, if you're part of the team, you're part of the team. You know, once in, never out. That's the deal. And, uh, you know, we have some really, really good kids that uh, have, have taken that message to heart and have done a great job with it. Talking with James McCormick, Colin Joseph, Jody Ward. Boy, North Carolina High School, it'll, uh, it'll never be the same without Joseph and Ward yelling into the headsets of uh, McCormick on a Friday night. And uh, when McCormick decides, you know that you'll be able to look for, uh, look for the results on Overtime Live's uh, Facebook page and Shore Sports MD. Yeah, and God knows you'll put it out. And God knows I will put it out. I may put it out before it's official. So <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> Told the punchline to my 28-year joke. <laughs> so, but uh, any, any closing comments that you guys want to make in regards to you know, your football coaching careers, any favorite memories, the, the, the biggest memory that stands out? Because I know you've got a bunch of them. We'll start with you, Warren. No. It's all of it. It's the collaborative work. I'm to take the easy way out. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I guess two that kind of stand out. I, I know, you know, Jody wasn't with us, but one of our big first wins was up at Kent on a Saturday um, 
they were good. We weren't. You know, they didn't have lights, so we had to play on Saturday. Um, and we kind of coached our kids up during the week, and, and, and we went up there, and this is either 95 or 96. Len Smith really was the coach then. Absolutely. Len Smith yeah. was the coach. And, check, uh, check him off the list. Yeah. Got yeah, this, this got his ass out of This is the check. Yeah, damn right. And uh, we just showed up. Showed up, and, and I think we ran power six times and got – five touchdowns out of it. Irving Murray. Irving Murray, and, and our defense showed up. It, it was something to behold, and, and, you know, it was kind of one of those things where the light bulb was going off. And uh, I just remember the bus ride home. Um, Ronnie Murray was in the back seat, and he was doing When Doves Cry beat on the seat, <laughs> and everybody was singing, and I was thinking, you know what, this, this, this is what it's all about. This is something special, and this is, you know, one of those – things you're always going to remember. And then I guess the other one would be uh, when we were playing Walkersville in the semis. It was the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving, we had a 58-minute pregame. We showed up and just – the three of us are, like, looking at each – we were locked in. Like, there was nothing – you know, they were your guys, the guys who played JV for you. And, mm -hmm. and, and you know, the football robots were locked in. They, they were just, you know, on point – we got done, and James like, is there anything else you want to do? I'm like, no. No, there's not, there's not anything else <laughs> that we can do. Let's go kick some butt. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Yeah, it was, the we're kids gonna, were locked in. Yeah. We were like, well, why keep them here? Let's, yeah, we're going to go, go eat turkey now and, you know, enjoy the day. And it was a gorgeous day. It was about, about 65 degrees. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was sunshine. It was awesome. And hmm. then the next day, uh, my wife was actually hosting a tailgate at the house. I had to leave the tailgate to go to the game. And uh, I was going up River Road, and there was a state highway sign that said event parking. And I thought in my head, what the hell's going on out here? And then, I, you know, I was like, oh, my God, that's for the game. It was the biggest attended game, I think. In the state. In the, in 17 cropper game. Yeah. Yep. They will yeah. in 17 yep. porta potties. <laughs> that's how we knew was we it made 17? it, baby. Yeah, was I it think that? Because so. I, mean, I remember that's how we gauged the yeah. the, big, the, the, those, the thirteen the, crapper game was homecoming. That, yeah. There like, was streaker, that was a, that and was... by the way, on that streaker, man, watching him climb the fence. <laughs> so I walked in like because Kentucky show the, the porta potty that was not inside and in the count, yeah. it was outside the practice field. I went out there to use it in at at the half. And I walked in, and this kid's walking out in his boxer shorts, and it was cold that night. And I said, it's going to be a little chilly. You might want to put on some clothes. I walked in the crapper, and there was clothes on the floor. <laughs> and I come out, and I'm like, there's a streaker running across the field through the band performance. We didn't performance. that happened. We were in yeah. the locker room making adjustments. And he climbed that fence so fast. Oh, it, yeah. was, yeah. it was, it was, I mean. Impressive. Man, it was impressive because it was like, I mean, he didn't catch nothing on the fence top or nothing. Man, that was a good night. That, that was, was a good, good night. night. That was a good night. There's another good one. We, we had the pep rally before that game. And, uh, Which I was emceeing all those we, at yeah, one point. We were, yeah. we, were, we were a little bit uptight. You know, we were 9-0, and and I think Queen Anne's was 9-0 and at that point, or 8-1. and 8-1. And, one. One. and uh, Kathy Bridwell, who, you know, we love Kathy Bridwell. She's sort of was like our spiritual advisor. Yeah. Uh, she looked at the three of us and said, you guys don't look like you're having a whole lot of fun. <laughs> we were a little wound up, man. It was I'm like, I'm about to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a lot of memories, a lot of good memories. 
Uh, oh, you're now you're. Well, I'll come. add one anecdote okay. anyway. <laughs> it was my uh, first game as a head coach in 2000. We went to Bennett, um, and uh, God, I don't know if Usselton was still there or if it was Hoot, but uh, nonetheless. We had a uh, one o'clock game in Bennett, and I was nervous. And I had put on my khakis and my Oxford and my tie, and uh, I had wanted to kind of be that reserved, what? classy, <laughs> Bear Bryant coach. And, uh, and I think the first play of the game, Porky bust trap for about 30 yards and trucked a linebacker. And before I know it, my shirt was ripped, my tie was off, and I realized that wasn't me. And uh, I, learned, I learned in about 15 minutes, I better just be me. Because yeah. nothing and, else works. And, and you is khaki shorts and a shirt. Colin wears a black T-shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna have, we're going to have a little uh, ceremony. That black shirt's going to No, gonna, you can't do that. We're, we're going to burn the shirt, me no, and the shirt. No, don't burn the shirt, yeah, man. Yeah, just the two of us. What like, about you, Coach? <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, you still have – you haven't announced. You're still coaching as of right now for next yeah, year. I'm, so I'm coaching. So, you know, do you, do you have, like, and memories that stand out or you want to save it for when you step uh, down you know and what? we talk now, again? It's a um, – <laughs> God, there's so many, you know, the, the – Which the, could be the, in January. The Kent game. <laughs> Uh, the Queen Anne's game. Oh, the Cambridge look, double overtime. Cambridge overtime. Oh, that was an exciting game oh, to call. Oh, was, I mean, look, there were so many. But but the biggest thing Jake is, Coleman still says he was screwed in that game. Uh, oh, come <laughs> what do you expect Jake to say? <laughs> nah, we just we, – our kids outplayed them. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> the referees didn't have anything to do with it. But, uh, no, it's lucky. You know, I, I've been fortunate for uh, 27, 28 years that I get to coach – uh, and work with two of my best friends. You know, there's, look, there's a lot of times we show up to work in the morning, 6.45, right. and we're hanging out 7 o'clock in one of our rooms, and we kind of look at each other like, are they paying us for this? Are you, are, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, we're getting paid? <laughs> like, you know, so, uh, look, I've had a blessed life. I've, I've, you know, I've got the chance to coach football, which I love. I've gotten a chance to do it with two of my best friends. Um, we've had some great kids. Um, that are now young men that are uh, productive, that are in, in engaged in, the, in our community. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's the whole experience. It's the whole 27, 28 years. Um, it's been a hell of a ride. It is. Yeah. I mean, and look, and look, I got the job here at North Carolina because of Jody. Jody's parents, Nana and Pup-Up, um, put in the word for me. A job opened up in October that year, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't find a job. I was a social studies teacher looking, and, you know, he called me up one night and said, hey, job's open to Caroline, and Nana and Papa put in the word, and I got an interview and got hired. Um, that spring, um, the principal, Merv Darty, came down and said, hey, we're going to add a socialized position next year. And I said, Mr. Darty, I got a buddy, you know, who's looking for a job, Colin Joseph. And he says, have him call me. So I gave Colin the number. He called him. Colin came up the next day for the interview, and, you know, he got hired on the spot. And, uh, you know, it took us a little while to convince the – idiots up there at uh, the board that Jody was, you know, needed to be over here. And uh, <laughs> we finally got Jody back over here. And it's, you know, it's, it's been, look, my, you know, my journey to Caroline County and Collins journey. And, you know, of course, Jody grew up here. Is, is, it's been, it's been great. It's been great to me. It's been great to my family, uh, my kids, you know, it's, uh, it's something that's very special and, and I appreciate it. So I was kind of surprised to hear Colin talk about riding the bus because, you know, when, when did you stop riding the bus? As soon as I could, Mark. Yeah. As soon as I could. Because <laughs> I hated that. Oh, we, <laughs> that was the I, worst I came up thing. with the genius that we needed a truck to haul some stuff. So you got and, Jody. <laughs> well, actually, it was before Jody. And then when Jody came, he was low man on the totem pole, so he started driving. It was Jeff for a while, wasn't it? And, uh, Jeff Consul? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, uh, 
Mary Redgraves drove the stuff for a while. She Remember, she loaded all the equipment yeah. into her Suburban, all the stinky pads and everything she put in her <laughs> Suburban. I mean, we've had a lot of parents, you know, who believed in the program and I guess in a roundabout way in us, um, you know, who, who committed and, and helped us out along the oh, way. Jim Bilborough? Yeah, Jim Bilborough. I mean, you know. I mean, like, we can look, talk. our chain crew guys. We need, to mean, have a, we need to have another whole, you know, podcast on the guys <laughs> that have helped the program mm. behind the scenes that yeah. are, we, you know, the, we the got a long list of thank yous we got to put out. Yeah. Well, let me pay for this one first. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, we could have an unauthorized podcast, too. Yeah, you we, gotta, we could do that. Know. Yeah, no doubt. Well, listen, uh, I appreciate you guys uh, being very open and honest about uh, uh, what we've talked about today. This has been spectacular. I think our listeners are going to enjoy it. Feel free to share it. Uh, feel free to uh, let folks know uh, that it's here. Uh, this is our final podcast of the 2021 season. We'll be back January, uh, well, I guess, what, uh, January 18th, somewhere around there. Hey, Mark, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but we just want to make sure that this podcast was better than the one you had with Jake, right? Uh, no, Jake was two on a boat oh, uh, on the water. Man. Come on. But now, no, well, it, then it we, we, we need a sequel then. <laughs> <laughs> We're not losing to Jake. <laughs> Oh, guys, I really appreciate it, and uh, it was a lot of fun. And, James, make sure you reach out and let us know as soon as you decide, all right? I you'll, mean, you'll be one of my first calls. One, make me the first call, okay? So, <laughs> you, you talk about competition. I want to be the media that breaks the news, all right? I won't so. give it to anybody else. <laughs> so, listen, uh, thanks again to all our sponsors, and uh, we do appreciate that. We thank uh, everybody that spends time and listens, and we hope that uh, you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, stay safe, and we look forward to having you join us back again on the 18th of January after Alabama wins the national championship. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another Time Out soon here on ShoreSportsMD.com.